It's Wes and Andy, and we are back. Back with, again. Uh, Random Fandom Tuesday for the week of September 12th, 2023. Yep. This is uh, Random Fandom number... 31. 31! Whew! Seems like we just started doing this yesterday. I know. <laughs> want to thank you all for uh, joining us tonight. If you are uh, so inclined to do so, please uh, hit us up in the comments or uh, pick up the phone and give us a call. Feeling bold? Call in, you'll be on the air. The line is open. Uh, we are taking your comments and questions throughout the show, uh, whether it's about the uh, entertainment news that we're covering tonight or something else. That caught your attention. Pop culture related. We know we can't catch it all. Apologies uh, for taking a week off last week. I uh, just want to say sorry, but uh, also thank you. It was it was very much needed. <laughs> well, they just built up this week's stuff. That's right. We get an extra long one this week. There's a... Uh, 50, 60, uh, 60 total slides, 60 total slides, uh, means quite a few headlines to get through tonight. So we should probably get to it. But before we do that, I think we should probably, uh, oh, I don't know. We hit everybody with another round of, uh, random fandom trivia. I think so. I think that's what we're thinking. Alrighty. Question for you. Oh, we got our first comment already. let's go nice question what aerosmith track hit number one on the charts on september 5th back in 1998 and a bonus hint it would remain at number one until october 2nd of 98 1998 so i mean i'm thinking so aerosmith in the 90s had this like weird uh relationship with like uh rock radio yeah they had one of the best selling compilation records of all time with uh, big, big ones, big ones. I believe. Yes. But I'm trying to remember, did big ones come before or after that? Mm. I think it was before, I in which case as well. Oh, so uh, Adam at go figure. I go think figure. he's, he's, he's got an answer. He's got an answer. And to be honest, that's probably what I would have said as well. Fair enough. So uh, technically, Go figures correct. And the answer is don't want to miss a thing. Don't want to miss a thing. Funny that that was the trivia question tonight, because I just saw a thing earlier today and I don't think we're talking about it tonight, but it just came up. Steven Tyler just posted a big, uh, sorry. He's, uh, uh under uh, doctor's orders, no touring because oh, no. of a uh, strain. Well, he's got to postpone some, they have to postpone some shows because of uh, strained, uh, vocal cords. Hmm. So interesting. Well, he's going to strain them. It's him. Wow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but again, I don't want to miss a thing. Song by hard rock band Aerosmith uh, yeah. was also the theme for the 1998 science fiction disaster film Armageddon, which was again one of those two that hit at the same time. The other being Deep Impact. Uh, Another one of those uh, two movies of the same, same genre, and, the same year. Yeah. But uh, in this, uh, Steven Tyler's daughter Liv starred in that movie. Oh, that's right. And it's one of four songs 
by them on the soundtrack. Yeah, that's a uh, 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 Affleck is in that one too, isn't he? he? Is. Isn't he the love interest in that? I one? Believe so. Yes. Oh. Uh, the other three are "What Kind of Love Are You On," "Come Together," and "Sweet Emotion." Oh, so it's really? a pretty good soundtrack. I forgot that they had contributed other music yeah. to the movie. Yeah, funny. I haven't watched it in a while. Kim Kim really likes that movie. She it's, watches it's it. Worth a rewatch. I haven't watched. I'm even see, Deep Impact. I was going to say. So I'm I'm one of those people that I actually liked Deep Impact, and I I quite enjoyed that it was contrasting in style. Well, either you want to watch The Hobbit or you want to watch The Elven Princess. <laughs> It's nice. the same movie, but different, nice. uh, different parts of uh, Middle Earth. Oh, <laughs> Adam says, uh, first movie I ever took a girl to was maybe at my most awkward. Aw. I can appreciate that. We've all been there that, you know, did you go for the movie or did you go for the date, right? Like <laughs> when you're picking out a good date movie, was it a good date movie for the guy or was it a good date movie for the girl? Does it even matter? I don't know. Of course it matters. But uh, this particular song was first released sure. in Japan on July 29th, 1998. Yep. And in the States, it was originally supposed to be just a radio only single from oh, the album, really? the Armageddon soundtrack. Sure, sure. Uh, but due to popular demand, Columbia Records issued the song commercially in August of 98. And it hit the Billboard Hot 100 on September 5th, giving the band oh, as a as a single then and only single number one in their home country. <laughs> wow. So, wow. Good on them for that one. Uh, and then it got covered again. It got covered. I can't think of the fellow's name. It's a country artist that covered it uh, in the last 10 years or so. Oh, there you go. There was a country version of this song at the same time. Was it at the same time? I thought it was after. I thought it was after, but. Uh, Maybe it was close. Must have been close then. Probably. But yeah, I, I do remember there being a country version. It, it seemed pretty good. I mean, it, it, basically the, the same. Yeah, same melody. Same arrangement. Yeah, like it didn't. It wasn't that far off. No. All right. Well, uh, Aerosmith uh, in the in the news. Yeah. <laughs> but and our trivia question. Good so, one, but that was a good question this week. So uh, we start off with sad note again. Uh, it seems like we we rarely escape. Formula. Yeah, we yeah. rarely escape these. But it's good. I think it's the right thing to do is yeah, is recognize them at the beginning of the show because yeah, because like the impact these people have had on our yeah, lives. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's human. It's immense. That's a good point. Uh, Adam says, I think they both recorded it and they chose Aerosmith's version to be on the soundtrack. Hmm. I would be curious now. Um, I wonder if they had to fight it out. Now that I want to know who wrote it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because then you can sort of like go, oh, was it like a third party, like a ghostwriter that wrote the song? And I don't believe Aerosmith wrote it. If I, if I remember what I was reading correctly, I don't remember sure, all the sure. details, but they just recorded it. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Our first uh, farewell we have to say is to Smash Mouth singer Steve Harwell, who passed away at the age of 56. I guess he's had been struggling quite, quite yeah. publicly over yeah. the last few years and yeah. um, was not pretty towards the end. No, uh, it was just one day after it was revealed that he was in hospice care that it was announced that he had passed away. Um Best known as co-founder and the original singer for the band Smash Mouth. Yeah, well, uh, hey now, you're an all-star. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Walking on the sun. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They, they weren't just a one-hit wonder. They had a lot of good stuff. And yet, I don't think I could name more than more those than two. Yeah, honestly. Well, all-star was huge on the, the uh, 
the Shrek soundtrack. I think every time you turn around, it was it was showing up in a movie sometime it in was. the last last decade or so. Yeah, it also showed up in uh, Mystery Men with Ben. Stiller oh, that's there. right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another one of their covers, "I'm a Believer," also showed up in the Shrek another series. another Shrek one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I saw a photo, uh, and of course, every time we get one of these, the outpouring of condolences, and you 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 find some of them and they're they're like, oh, you have no idea. Yeah. There's a a, a shot of Steve with joey fatone really and uh you know it's joey saying you know like hey man like you know i'm really sorry that you're gone and it's like you were my wedding singer <laughs> can you imagine that you hired smash mouth for your As wedding it, that's awesome yeah i think that's pretty That'd cool be a hell of a i think party. that's really cool that's very cool but in 2021 he had announced his retirement after being uh visibly struggling with uh, live performances oh yeah and I guess his struggles are well documented and he struggled greatly with alcohol abuse throughout his life, which, you know, didn't help. Um, right. Right. Previously he'd been diagnosed with cardiomyopathy, cardiomyopathy and, uh, Nikki uh, Wernicke and cephalopathy. Yeah. That's a mouthful. That's a big brain, uh, uh, brain disease. Yeah. But, yeah. He, uh, he did cameo in some movies. Yeah, now I would have no idea to be honest. Yeah. Uh, he cameoed as himself uh, along the other members of Smash Mouth alongside them in the 2001 comedy oh. Rat Race with uh, Mr. Bean. Did I see that? I don't know if I even saw that. <laughs> I will say this. Adam, Adam's got a point here, and I think this is good. This actually ties into uh, a, a recent show. Sad that he's gone, but can we take a moment to recognize the genius of Mystery Men? Another one of our recently passed, yes, Paul also Rubin. Paul Rubens in Mystery Men, a big contributor to that movie. Mystery Men, fantastic movie. Yes, I haven't seen it recently, but I, um, but I, I do hold so it, fond memories of. Yeah, it. I do hold it up as a. Uh, it's like pre to the big break of everything. yeah before Super the Europe. yeah exactly like and yet it's, a chance with it and it was awesome. I mean there, there's a certain magic there with that cast. Yeah, and when you do these ensemble things right and you, you're not really sure how it's going to work out like try imagine being a fly on the set when they're when they're filming that thing and then you know how much of that was on script how much of it was off script yeah to get that like there's clearly a chemistry between those oh absolutely those guys. and it was it was a great movie i loved it yeah but, uh, anyway yeah for sure yeah tragically though he was uh predeceased by his infant son Mm. Uh, due to leukemia in 2001 that's awful and uh in part you know that's what kind of drove him to the drink but yeah i mean yeah i mean we all have our vices and i mean it, it, it it's easy enough to fall into so yeah yeah but rest in peace there sir we got another one we do got another one. Oh man and, all right and this one is not alcohol related but it might as well be oh <laughs> Jimmy Buffett has passed away oh, from man. a rare form of skin cancer. Isn't that something? You know, yeah. but when you when you live in the sun and you've you've basically you've made your life one giant vacation. Basically, um, I was catching old clips of him on. Uh, he was a frequent guest on Letterman. Really? Yeah, and I was catching a, a clip of him on Letterman, probably in the early '80s, and talking about how he just does not like to. It's not like cold weather. We'll move with the sea, would uh, travel around with the seasons. There you go. Have you ever been to a Margaritaville? I have not. No, neither have I. Do you like margaritas? Uh, I've never tried one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
too salty for me. <laughs> yeah, but the singer's website said that uh, he had Merkel cell carcinoma for four years. And when he passed there at his home yeah. on Long Island, um, according to a uh, statement on the website again, it said after Mr. Buffett died on Friday at age 76, uh, his site announced the death but did not give cause or specify where he died. But then they did give the update, and it is a rare and aggressive form of skin cancer. Yeah. And it's only diagnosed about 2,500 times a year. 2,500 times a year. The skin cancer is like super common uh, in terms of like the cancers. Yeah. Not like that's a good thing, but I mean, it's, it's, it's really common. Like the ozone layer depleting is that, you know, I got to play a factor. Sure. Sure. I think we've, have we tailored this show just for Adam? Adam says Jimmy Buffett's greatest hits cassette tape was stuck in my car's tape deck on my first date with my wife. No regrets. Nice. So we've got your, your date movie and your date music. Yep. Oh my gosh. Can we get the trifecta on this one? Maybe. Uh, apparently his uh, hits like Margaritaville and Cheeseburger in Paradise, yeah, which mingled country rock and bits of Calypso melodies. Sure. Uh, they had worry-free, you know, carefree life lyrics, right? Everything was yeah, party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, with these outpouring of uh, condolences, I read one. Uh, I-, I follow Sammy Hagar on uh, mm. Sammy Hagar, who also has a reputation as being kind of a, you know, in the sun kind of guy. Yeah. He's, he was, uh, he'd mentioned when he met Jimmy Buffett that Jimmy had said to him, oh, you're the guy that wants my job. <laughs> and he's like, everybody wants to be you. <laughs> nice. Yeah. He sold at least 23 million albums in the United States. Only, alone, only according to the recording industry association of America. And that puts him on par with like Jimi Hendrix and the beastie boys. That's cool. Yeah. So this year Forbes estimated his net worth at $1 billion. With wow. 570 million attributed to his tours and recording, and 140 million in planes, homes, and his shares in Berkshire Hathaway. Isn't that something? Yeah. The holding company, whose chairman and CEO is multi billionaire investor Warren Buffett, who had been Only. a long time friend. Yeah. 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 So, uh, Warren Buffett, no relation. No. <laughs> so, rest in peace, sir, in uh, Margaritaville heaven, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Well, going back to our childhood. Oh, this is a little closer to home. Yeah, everybody had like a crush on this one back in the day. I, I was thinking literally closer to home. It literally is, yeah. Uh, the former Pink Ranger was spotted at Gotham Central. Now, did you and I go to this one? Uh, is this? I think we did go to this one. Is this the place point? that like had the cages and we had to walk around it? I don't remember for sure. Maybe. I remember the big Joker thing out front for some reason. Hmm. But anyway, yeah, former Pink Ranger Amy Jo Johnson made a stop at the Mississauga Comic Shop last uh, week. Sure. And she was out looking for a copy of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers 30th Anniversary Special. Uh, this from, is the uh, studio. This is the new one, right? This is the new one, yeah. She did say about part of the, the not participating in the uh, Rangers Forever that she was going to be doing other things for, yeah. uh, for the anniversary, whether this was part of that or just... Uh, I think this was just a... Hello, I just happened to need a copy of. Yeah, she was in town and needed a copy. And uh, interesting. She tweeted out that uh, found it. If you're in Toronto and can't find one, Gotham Central is stocked. And yes, I'm a nerd and had to go see it in store. Cause, <laughs> just cause. That's awesome. Yeah. So it was nice to see that. That's very cool. And here's some good news. 
Okay. Uh, AMC uh, reaches a deal with the SAG-AFTRA to resume production. Oh, yeah, great. That um, this so this one's a couple of weeks old. It is. Um, and I I had said to you like this is this is good news. Yeah. This is good news Progress. for the entire industry. This tells us that at least some people are willing to to deal. Now it's AMC. It's not one of the giant you know movie studios, but they do have some good stuff. People are people are listening. People are paying attention. Now, if the rest of the studios would get on board, mm. but like fans of the walking dead will be super happy with this because, uh, not only is uh, interview with the vampire greenlit, right. but the two walking dead spinoffs are now greenlit mm. as well mm. to continue, continue working. Uh, Daryl Dixon and, uh, is this the one that's, uh, Daryl and Michonne are coming yes. back for this. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, the other one is the ones who live, but, uh, you know, the rest of Hollywood still at a near standstill due to the strike. Yeah, yeah. But AMC Studios has been granted waivers to resume work on three of these most high profile shows. Waivers. Now, does that mean they're actually dealing then or is that something else now? Or maybe they've just been granted leeway to get moving. We're so close to being done. Can we please just finish? Probably. I don't know. That's, you know, I don't even want to get into that because then I start asking questions about, well, what does that mean for the, the union stand on the yeah you know what i mean but i guess the ceo of amc had previously stated it had enough television logged in its system sure uh, that it wouldn't begin to feel delays unless the strike lasted into 2024 and that was according well to we are in we are in q4 2023 so, so we're getting close yeah like that's right around the corner yeah but uh even though it has made a deal there there's no uh news yet on whether or not they're attempting to reach a deal with the wga yeah. And, you know, these are some of their highest watched shows. So to get them moving again is just, you know, good news. For I them. mean, we all felt the pinch on the last writer strike. And, uh, you know, I can always go back and watch a lot of my favorites. Like I, there's yeah. like streaming is ten thousands, if not tens of thousands of hours of, of TV that I could old TV that I could yeah. go back and be completely satisfied with. And, and maybe the strike will actually be a good thing for me in that yeah. sense. But come on we all want our stuff we do we need the new stuff yeah too. yeah yeah as much as i love the old stuff uh, i just watched kung fu hustle again last night <laughs> <laughs> and did you oh, i was gonna say did you enjoy it just as much i did oh very good. i love that very movie but, uh, speaking of old becoming new again uh all things old or new again at some point yeah we've got uh new music from the tragically hip now this is the second time that they've done something like this. Uh, second or third i believe is it third time yeah, uh, we've got new music that's never been horror heard before from the 1998 recording sessions. Uh, the new track is called Bumblebee. So this is this is a new uh, uh, new expanded edition it of uh, Phantom Power. Uh, this is the first of five brand new songs featured in the Phantom Power 25th anniversary box set, yeah. which is out yeah. now. Uh, alongside with a list of exclusive material, the package will also include two full LPs of their uh, 98 live show. Uh, from the Metropole in Pittsburgh. Oh, that's cool. So you can stream the single and pre-order the box set, which comes out. Uh, I did take a listen. November 3rd. What I did. Think? I did take a listen. So um, let me quantify this by saying right off the bat, I am not the biggest hip fan to begin with. So I don't, I don't swoon or ooh and ah over everything they've done. That being said, there are tracks on every record from the beginning to the end of their catalog that i have liked and really enjoyed um phantom power as a record not a not a standout record for me 
when they did the 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 extra that what from the road that i actually liked was the one that made it to radio um i have yet to hear bumblebee on the radio true i had to go looking for it <laughs> and i was like oh there's a reason why i didn't make the album so i'm not saying that it's bad no i i quite enjoyed it it felt it felt like it fits right in with that era absolutely should, but... absolutely from the same from those recording sessions yeah bands take a real chance when they do this um uh, Pink Floyd did it a few years ago when they went back into the uh, recording sessions from the Division Bell, which is actually probably my my favorite modern Floyd record. And to be honest, uh, I had a hard time with most of the the music on that. They had one song, uh, a couple songs actually that I thought were really good. But yes, definitely indicative of that that period of time. But then again, it's like I say, there are reasons why bands make decisions on. You know like what? What tracks what make not. it to the record? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh it's that, worth a listen. There's a good point. Oh, there we go. Uh, Adam says, uh, "Do we remember the time that the writers' strike robbed us of George Miller's Justice League?" I don't recall that. Oh, really? But I'll take your word for it. Yeah, there was something in the works there. That was actually that came up oh, the other day. I saw something on Facebook about that. Fair enough. On the not news websites that we don't get to look at well yeah you can still look at <laughs> it just Canada. not on facebook yeah. have you how many uh content uh not availables have you seen in your feed lately none <laughs> i haven't seen any and honestly if i want to go looking for news i'll go to the news site sorry facebook and whatever oh well you it's definitely impacted me has it <laughs> for sure <laughs> you know i've to be honest i've tuned out a lot of news and the reason i do that is because it, the, the world, world is, is so burning. crappy the world is so crappy that I mean I don't need to to have that constantly bombarded with right. another so, earthquake, another flood, another volcano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why I subscribe to all these like entertainment outlets because I want the cool stuff. Mm. I want the cool stuff. Well, this next one I think is a cool rumor. Oh, uh, Adam says that the costumes were ready and uh, filming was set to go. Then the plug was pulled. Oh, I hate when you get that far. Yeah, that's like a yeah, like, yeah. You know, uh, the the same thing that happened with uh, what's her name uh, now uh, Adrian Palicki's Wonder Woman. Uh, mm. They shot the pilot for it. It never got picked up. You can see images of uh, Adrian as Wonder Woman. It's great. Kind of like like an update. Almost, almost new. Well, it's pre it's pre New Fifty Two, but the suit is is New Fifty Two esque because it is full legging uh, in the tights. Nice. Which was a different take. Still got the traditional bustier, but like full leggings. Well, as long as it wasn't the uh, bad girl black leather outfit from the no. <laughs> late 90s. <laughs> no, it was not. Definitely not. Yeah. But, uh, rumors are flying. Uh-oh. That uh, She-Hulk season two is planned at Marvel. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, everybody, uh, I think we had some polarizing opinions about this I one. So. I know uh, you and I think Hank were very very uh, much in favor of how it was handled yeah. or i was just like eh, it was lost on me <laughs> uh, you know quite enjoyed it i would i'm really hoping for a season two i hope that a season two i mean we've already set the tone and the style so i mean me sitting here wishing for something a little less fourth wall breaky yeah I, I know that that's her thing in the comic books, but again, like I'm one of those fans where like, I haven't bought a, a superhero comic book in probably 
definitely over 10 years. I mean, the last comic book, I was reading the new 52 Justice League. I was reading them in trade paperback. So whenever the last volume of new 52 Justice League came out, that's honestly the last time that I I probably bought. Mm. So to me, it's like, this is already the, to the casual fan, this is the realm of Deadpool fourth wall breaking, which as we all know, made a boatload of money. Yeah. So to see She-Hulk doing it almost feels like a, yeah, but she kind of, he stole it from her. That is true. But again, I'm as the casual fan, yeah. I, I don't know that. Yeah. Right. Another one here from uh, Adam. Uh, Adam says, if you watch the unreleased pilot of wonder woman, they nixed the full pants. It's a bit of a rough watch, but we should team up and do a watch along commentary. I I'd would be totally to be that. down for that. I would like to do that. We should do that. Mm. We'll do an episode, uh, a review of the, uh, the unaired wonder woman. Hmm. That'd be cool. But uh, She-Hulk here. I mean, I guess uh, Mark Ruffalo had put out some stuff yeah. indicating that she might be appearing in the Avengers movies as well. I figured that was going to happen. Um, you know, which would make sense. You know, you've seeded all these characters into the extended universe. Why well, not we've we've made up? a point to basically set up our uh, our next generation of our first generation yeah. Avengers. I think the only the only person we're missing. Well, that's not even true now because Thor's daughter. Yes, love. I guess she could potentially take it, depending on how far down the line we're going to go with it. I guess they could potentially bring back Jane Foster as the new Valkyrie. Uh, yeah, that is unresolved, isn't it? Eh, Well, sort of. I mean, she's she's in uh, the Valhalla, but yeah, doesn't mean she's gone. No, no, it's true. But from Avengers to horror films. Well, this is all your department then. Yeah. Uh, stay <laughs> tuned for your chance to be uh, part of the Houston Horror Film Festival for an exclusive film screening of this. Oh. Uh, Saw 10 is going to hit theaters September 27th. 10. 10. I'm sorry. I d- you read that correctly, right? I did read that correctly. Yes. This will be the Ooh. 10th entry in the franchise. Um, and to make it better, uh, John Kramer, played by Tobin Bell, is back. So what's happening here is they're sliding this one in continuity wise between part one and part two. Oh, really? So it'll give you some more backstory on the characters for part two. Yeah. But more of what he was doing after part one. All right. That's so. interesting. At least they're trying to, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, give it some new life while bringing back the old stuff. Seeing these horror franchises that, that, you know, have been around for a long time and then get reinvented and and then some sort of the sometimes it works and other times it doesn't you based know. on the trailer it it looks good yeah you're going to be cheering for john kramer in this one though because i guess he goes down to mexico to try and get the tumor that's killing him oh okay removed and the whole premise of the trailer is these guys take him in and basically screw him over so when he gets back to the states <laughs> and they give him the mri they're like no no the tumor's still there they yeah. took nothing yeah. out so of course, then he kidnaps everybody involved, puts them through the paces. And... Well, that's interesting. Yeah. At least they're making it interesting. Yeah. So you're that's definitely cool. cheering for him to get to that's even cool. with these people who I guess have been scamming people with this yeah. fraudulent yeah, surgery yeah. for years. Okay. So fantastic. Yeah. If you want to check out the trailer, it is in the show notes. Oh, excellent. Uh, also, we have the uh, link for the Bumblebee video in the show notes. Oh, we do. Well. Okay, great. great. Yeah. So you can go listen to that too. Another one close to home. Sure. Uh, Iman Vellani. Oh, cool. Showed up to Heroes World 
to sign copies of Miss Marvel number one. I was going to say, did they change the, the window just for her? I believe they did. Yeah, I was going to say, because like, uh, that didn't that wasn't there the last time I was there. <laughs> but yeah, last week saw the uh, release of Miss Marvel, the new mutant number one, co-written by Iman Bellani. Oh, that's cool. So she came to her old comic shop to sign copies. Is she really from the East End? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess she was a regular customer of this shop when she was younger. And owner Andre Greenidge recommended that uh, the first yeah. comic yeah, yeah. that she bought was Miss Marvel. Isn't that something? So eh? when she was younger, what, 10 minutes ago? Yeah. I guess <laughs> she bought mostly into Iron Man and stuff. But uh, oh, that's cool, though. You know, that's cool. That's yeah. like a little insider info, right? Yeah. Oh, she used to buy all her comics from me. I know exactly <laughs> what she I know the pull list. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, basically, Miss Marvel now in continuity is a full blown X-Man because she's been reborn as a mutant. Um, so that's going to dovetail nicely with what they're trying to do with her in the MCU. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Again, that's that whole tail wagon, dog wagging the tail, tail wagging the dog reciprocal thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, heroes world, they made sure they had enough copies for everybody who came and she signed them all. Oh, really? So yeah, she took time out and signed them all for everybody. Whatever you've got, I will sign them all. So even if I'm not here, somebody will get a signed copy. Yeah. That's cool. But store owner Andrew Greenidge, he was especially pleased to stock this. Yep. Because he was actually written into the book. Come on. He gets a cameo in the book. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh when uh when uh Kamala Khan arrives at the university, he's a little dude like, you know, come on, join the comic book club. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But isn't that something? Yeah. Um, he goes on speaking uh that uh he speaks highly of her. Uh, says the girl you are seeing in interviews is genuinely the real deal. She's a sweetheart. She's smart. And she really loves comic books. I hope people at Marvel recognize this. And I hope Marvel uses her love for comics and uh, literary outreach for representation and getting young people into comic books. I mean, you know, you, even if she wasn't an actor within the franchise, talk about a, a great ambassador. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. But uh, Yeah. Heroes World, I guess, opened in 2001 uh, as a comic and gaming hobby shop, and it's been in the Markham area for over 20 years. That's awesome. So head down to Markham and head in there. Uh, Marvel is shifting release dates for a bunch of its stuff, which kind of sucks. okay. Well, uh, I mean, uh, presumably strike related. Yeah, I'm assuming so. Like um, everything else that's been delayed. Yeah. Shows like uh, Echo, the Hawkeye spinoff. And oh, God. Thanks for reminding me. You remember? There's that one that's, <laughs> oh, that's apparently right. the worst one done. It's the worst one done. The, the hopes are is not that high the rumor? That is the That was the rumor a while ago, oh, so I don't know if they tweaked it or anything. But All right. All right. Apparently, there's a WandaVision follow-up uh, focused on Catherine Hand's Agatha Harkness. So, wait, wait. And um, they've changed the title of this one, like, at least three times. So, wait. It's not... Because I thought... Wait, what was the first one? Coven of Chaos. And then? House of Harkness. And it's been changed again? To Darkhold Diaries. When did that happen? Recently. But I did not apparently it's on that. purpose. Oh, okay. So I don't know the reasons why, but, uh, you know, maybe we will find out. Is this what happens when you are handed pages the day of shooting? Oh, new pages. Okay, maybe. this is not the show we set out to make. Yeah. That, I don't know. To have a title. I, I get that, you know, a lot of these productions, especially in, in like feature films, have a working, a working title. I mean, yeah. Blue Harvest, right? Yeah. Blue Harvest or, and then to go to your actual 
title, but to have a running change like this, yeah, that makes me more nervous than reshoots. Do you know what I mean? True. Unless they're aiming for like the multiverse thing. But well, I don't feel like this is a misdirect. I feel like this is a, something's happened that's made us change. The same thing happened with uh, Captain America. They changed the title of Captain America. True. From New but I think, Order to... Yeah, uh, I think that was probably a... a probably mm, a good move. This is probably a, a better title for yeah. our movie. We don't want to spark any more... What's the word? Uh, outrage. Than there already is <laughs> because of the current New World Order. Selective outrage. That's right. Uh, apparently, the second season of What If was originally targeted for early 2023 release, but it's moving to December. Um, uh, of what? Of this year? Supposed to be. That's fine. You know, I mean, yeah, these... eventually, better better late than never. We're still in 2023, so yeah, we're not that far away. No. Uh, Echo was supposed to be November. Apparently, it's moving to January. Uh, That's okay. Well, the X-Men 97 revival, yep. uh, it will go around autumn next year. That's a kick in the butt. Yeah, so I think a little bit longer to wait for that one. I mean, of all of the shows, is there anybody out there that's anticipating anything more than X-Men 97? Not at the moment. Well, the next episode of Ahsoka. Well, we're not we're not even there yet. We're talking Marvel. We're talking, we're talking Marvel. Yes. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the Marvels movie though. I am as well. But I mean, in terms of television projects, yeah. like X-Men 97, I think, is the one that I think a it's lot of, a lot of, I mean, all you like 90s kids, yep. late 80s, 90s kids that grew up with the show, like this is a return to like, oh yeah. Yeah, that Saturday morning feel. I feel like this is going to be, you know, this is the, the Phantom, I don't mean it in a, in a negative way, but this may be the Phantom Menace of, of cartoons, right? Like mm. that there's that big dry spell of like, oh no, it's back. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, the Agatha Harkness show, um, I guess it was originally slated for next autumn, but chances are it's getting pushed back to line up with Halloween 2024. Okay, which, that's fair. Which is that's actually fair. a good idea for that. Given one. what we know of her character, that's yeah. that seems like a reasonable... Yes, Halloween's a good time for witches and magic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, daredevil born again and uh, wonder man are still waiting to gear up for shooting uh iron heart uh is stuck in post-production limbo post production yeah okay so we're already filmed then yeah um loki's second season though i think is still on track for october 6th uh have we not we're starting to get uh we're getting trailers and like cross promotion like yeah, mcdonald's I was say, is going pretty heavy right now with the loki sauce they're <laughs> I don't know what it tastes like. I haven't had it, but the Loki sauce. Um, I don't think I even want to speculate what that might even be. Well, that's for your nuggets, right? So <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you just say Loki sauce is for your nuggets? Yeah. There's a, there's a commercial going around right now and they've picked out uh, like key moments from other movies that sure. have mentioned McDonald's. So like coming to America and a whole bunch yeah, of yeah, yeah, sure. And Loki, the scene with the, uh, with loki and uh oh come on lady loki oh um yeah um wow um it's been so long <laughs> has it really been that long we can't think of her it's name not evie um oh this is terrible anyway uh she's working at mcdonald's and oh. he goes in to order something so of course that scene is included there and they're like loki streaming soon oh okay okay yeah 
next up, we have another one that's kind of been stuck in uh, limbo for quite a while, but apparently it's close. Beverly Hills Cop 4. I just read this the other day, and I actually, I actually internally gave a, what the? <laughs> Did you see the last one? I recall it. I own the soundtrack to it. <laughs> it doesn't register high. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm trying to look up what's her name. Sylvie. 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 There you go. Sylvie, played by uh, Sophia DiMartino. That's the one. <sighs> Lady Loki. Sylvie. Yeah. Okay. Um, Beverly Hills Cop 4. Yep. It's been uh, 29 years since Eddie Murphy donned that iconic Detroit Lions jacket as Axel Foley. And maybe shouldn't have for part three. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe not. But uh, he, uh, in 2024, it's yep. finally going to happen. Um, What's going to happen? They're going to shoot it? No, it's already shot. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, All the right. title of the sequel is Beverly Hills Cop, Axel Foley. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been a bumpy road. Did I read somewhere that this is billed as a comeback? I don't know for sure, but being as long as it is, it might be. I mean, I mean, Eddie's, Eddie's been present in film for a while now. I mean, yeah, had this whole string of like family stuff and comedy and yeah, but he's had a few that uh, I guess weren't critically loved. Oh, they were kind of, there was some duds along the way. Donkey was a hit. Well, Donkey's a character. True. But it's still Eddie Murphy. True. True. But, um, what was it here? Uh, here's what we know so far. Uh, as of right now, it does not have a release date, but the reportedly will arrive sometime in 2024. Okay. Um, the next installment, though, instead of being backed and distributed by Paramount, yep. is coming by way of Netflix. Oh, boy. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I was so, just uh, thinking, is it going to be a streamer? Uh, might be, but they are saying there's a chance it will go to theaters. So, uh, well, okay. Yeah. Okay. But I guess Eddie Murphy had talked about not wanting to do the sequel back in 2015. Uh, but once Jerry Bruckheimer got on board as a producer again, he was willing to get back into it. That's interesting. Yeah. Who's left in the cast? Uh, let's see here. Uh, Who's uh, returning? Uh, because he's not name? the only one returning. Uh, confirmed are Judge Reinhold, okay, yeah, I was Paul Reiser, say. John Ashton, and Bronson Pinchot. Bronson Pinchot! Yeah. <laughs> That's and awesome. And they will be reprising their roles as Billy Rosewood, uh, Jeffrey Friedman, Friedman, John Taggart, and Serge. Taggart? I didn't think Taggart was even alive anymore. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't think he was alive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I guess Paul Reiser sat out the third film, which I don't recall either way, but that's the one that uh, the climax was in, like a theme park or I something. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we've also got some new people coming to it, including uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, oh. uh, Taylor Page, Kevin Bacon, and they're all currently playing undisclosed roles. So, will they be so, good guys? Will they be bad guys? Will we they be know. nothing more than a cameo? Hey, it yeah. could be. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I'll be willing to give it a shot. Yeah, uh, it's directed by Mark Malloy. And this will be his directorial debut. Directorial debut. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, could be good, could be bad. We'll wait and see. All right. Uh, scientists from Perth's Murdoch University and Federal University of Rio de Janeiro oh, have okay. uh, a new genus and species of spider <laughs> named after Marvel's symbiote and the actor who portrays them. Uh, uh, Venomous Tom Hardy 
was discovered with markings that reminded them of venom so that's what they went with the name venomous venomous tom hardy i yes is that how we say it? i guess it's latin yeah, yeah, right I think that's yeah it's supposed to be that's latin pronunciation venomous tom hardy i yeah so uh, <laughs> new spider discovered that's interesting mm-hmm. i wonder how tom hardy feels about that probably honored i'd be like it's weird it's cool <laughs> but it's weird fair enough uh this one's more up uh oh silver spire was it found in australia <laughs> that's a great question because i'm gonna say no because it says uh rio de janeiro was the university that found it so it's probably oh, down in south america there uh, yeah well perth perth I, I, Murdoch university and the federal university of rio de janeiro well i guess maybe well perth is in australia perth is in australia and yeah. rio's in brazil somewhere so where was it let's see new spider discovery i'm gonna look that up yeah i'm gonna look it up new spider discovered oh that's not even the same thing this is no wow that's a that's another species from this year like we need more spiders wow so there's more than one species discovered this year cool well you always know there's going to be way more than to be discovered right Everything I look up is talking about this new type of uh, new species of trapdoor spider. Ooh, those ones are scary. That one's in Australia. That one's for sure. All right, I'll look it up later. Otherwise, I'll take too much time out of this. Fair enough. Who knows? It could be in Australia. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, this next one's more up your alley. Uh, oh, and oh. You, had, you had sent this over to me. Uh, oh, I did. Star Trek short treks. Um, so we had Star Trek Day. Uh, the other day which uh, september 8th yeah and i mean i didn't watch any of the stuff until the other day but like to be honest like paramount uh at least paramount plus didn't really do a, a whole lot uh if you're already a star trek fan and you've been watching all of the new stuff you are already well aware of what's going on it, they did like a 20 minute 20 odd minute with jerry o'connell special just sort of looking back at at uh at some of the the classic stuff and a look at sort of what's going on right now the the newest thing to come out of this though which i think is cool is it is the 50th anniversary of uh, star trek the animated series the animated series uh done by filmation the same animation studio that did masters yeah yeah uh, all the good stuff in the 80s brave star black star flash gordon batman and robin yeah they did all kinds of animation so if you're an 80s kid you're probably well aware of this company um but what's cool is that uh they are doing a series uh are you aware of short treks i was not aware of short treks trailer for it short treks are, are like little mini like webisodes that can take place in any of the star trek that's franchises and they kind of fill in little gaps little tiny gaps well with the animated series anniversary they're doing what they're calling very short treks and they're going to be on the star trek youtube channel um as well as uh star trek.com and they're all going to be done in the style of star trek the animated series but the, the the ones that they're doing um as you can see from the image that we've got encompass like the classic series you've got neelix there which oddly enough neelix is not listed in the uh cast credits but he's definitely there Hmm. um you get some tng and of course some lower uh, lower decks and of course the classic series so super excited for that one i've i'm a i'm a fairly 
a fairly big Star Trek fan and absolutely love the animated series. So I'm, I'm definitely down to see what this looks like. Nice. Yeah. Uh, follow up to the other one. Uh, it was collected in Southern Australia. Well, there you go. From Tasmania to Western Australia, where it builds circular, vertical orb webs. So it's an orb weaver. Orb weaver. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We're all of the stuff that can kill you lives. Yes. So there we go. No surprise. So you want to jump into some toy news? Always. Always. Toy news. All right, man. Uh, first up, we have uh, this one came out two weeks ago. Oh, I was really... You know what? I, I don't even buy new uh, master stuff, but I voted. <laughs> I voted. Too. I absolutely voted because I still, I love master of the universe. I'm yeah. not going to lie. So Mattel put out, uh, they announced that they would do a fan vote for the next crowdfunded large scale item. Yep. And they announced that on their Twitter. And unfortunately the polls are now closed. We had posted on our Facebook page. Yeah, we on did Friday yeah. just so everybody could get ahead of this. Uh, but the wait is uh, over. They revealed all the choices. We don't have an announcement though for the winner, do we? Not yet. No, yeah, I, I okay. looked pretty hard today for one. But uh, and the funny thing, like I went to the you voted, I yeah. voted. They gave you no. It's not like a YouTube poll or a Facebook poll no, it was where a you survey get, monkey where you survey. get to see like sort of the front. I have no idea who was in front or behind or what. Right, and I have a sneaking suspicion that the stuff that I picked is not going to get done. Well. <laughs> uh they did however show us all the images of what like the concept art was um, before, before we show those off okay that's fine they asked you to pick your top two, two yes um of the one two three four five yes of the five offerings vote for your top two yeah so let's let's take a look at them so first up was the fright zone a uh update on the original well i, I totally guessed that they would this was going to be one of them yeah um We've gotten Grayskull. We've gotten Snake, Snake Mountain. Mountain. So I'm like, what other play sets are left? Yeah. Apparently they did Eternia. Eternia well. is get yeah, is getting done. But yeah, Fright Zone. Uh next up was the Snake Lair playset. Of all of the renderings, I do I like this one. It it's looks neat. It's got like, you know, some playability, some stairs, some cages, and yeah, it has I mean, the feel of the old Snake Mountain and Grayskull castles it, too. It right? sort of completes the faction. Like at least on Eternia, we're yeah. we're only looking at Eternia. You've got Grayskull for the good guys. You've got Snake Mountain for the bad guys, and now the Snake Men get their own. Although, depending on which part of the lore you focus on, yeah, Snake Mountain, Snake Mountain the snake is man, the Snake, uh, the Snake Men layer. But yeah, for playsets, this yeah. would be the trifecta of playsets if yeah. they get this one. Yeah. Uh, another one was uh, the Horde Command Crawler. And if they had given me a third vote, that was going to be it. <laughs> that was going to be it. I am a huge, I got a big soft spot for Filmation. So yeah. anything that looks like it's been ripped from Filmation, it gets like, oh, it gets my attention, right? Nice. So this this was the, uh, this would be my honorable mention. I did not vote for this. Fair enough. Then they had the Attack Track. That's my number one right like there, baby. Right out of the Filmation. That's cartoon. my number one. You know, how many kids growing up in the 80s wanted this, saw this on television, and then when you went to the department store with your mom or your dad, and you saw the attack track, and you're like, that's not, that's not right. That's not it. No. This, I'm like, oh, this is really, really cool. Yes. Um, I don't even want it. It doesn't even have to be motorized. No. Just God, put, no. put some rubber on the tracks, and I'll just push it around. Yeah. Oh, man. That, and... was, that was my number one. Nice. 
yep. and the last one here was the uh, Doom Tower, and set. that's my number two. Is that your number two? Absolutely. Nice. Yeah, ripped right out of what uh, uh, Princess of Power. That's yes. uh, in the uh, the fright zone in the cartoon. That's basically Hordax like Crown Jewel Air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. So we still have to wait to find out who won, but uh, yeah. Anyway, there's some good options there. I'm going out on a limb right now, and I mean, I have no basis of 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 knowing how, but I'm betting that that it's the fright zone or the snake, uh, the castle. Hmm. That's what I think. Well, but if, we shall. If see. it is the snake castle, I still think the fright zone probably will make it eventually. Did they do? Did they redo the slime pit? I don't know. Did they? Do, they did it in Mega Constructs. Hmm. Maybe I think they did. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. All right. Uh, next out, we got some stuff from NECA. Uh, we got the Ultimate Sinja Patrol Bot from the Turtles line. Oh, and he's okay. he's decoed out like cartoony. Um, it looks pretty good. Yeah, it's not a line that I'm into, but I I totally appreciate uh, for what it is. Yeah, this one spins out of the Ninja Turtles comic series, The Last Ronin. Um, well, that's been getting a lot of love. It has been. Yeah. But uh, seven-inch scale includes interchangeable heads, extra hands, sword and sheath, laser, and a mouser. I was going to say, is that just the head of a mouser? I think so. That's what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, apparently, it's available now, so you can go out and find That's him. cool. Uh, next up, sticking with NECA, we got uh, Shredder clones. And these ones are based on the original Eastman and Laird comic books from Mirage. And uh, each one is like a different height, different color. Uh, obviously like a different twist on you know shredder like bigger badder best yeah yeah um also includes uh extra hands and uh space worms okay <laughs> all right if this your terrestrial one, worms aren't enough yeah space also worms. available online right now uh next up again sticking with turtles we have michelangelo the wanderer Oh, so this is also Last Ronin stuff then. Uh, this one is from the Mirage Studios books, but it's really close to the Last Ronin. I was going to say, because, I mean, is it not Mikey in the Last Ronin? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Spoiler. Um, oh, well, it's <laughs> it's been out for a while. I know. But uh, this one comes with comic authentic accessories, including swords, spears, comma, nunchucks, and extra hands. I mean, he's carrying all the way. Well, I guess no side there, but yeah say he's carrying everybody else's well uh the window box theme packaging is also illustrated by kevin eastman on this one. Oh, cool very cool and then uh one more out of the turtle world uh splinter that's a good looking it is a good looking that's a very good looking splinter this one is again based on the mirage studio comics yep and uh He's only four and a half inches tall, but he scales with the seven inch size. As right? he should. Yeah. Uh, includes a cloth robe, walking stick, and a broken TCRI canister. <laughs> uh, interchangeable hands, baby turtles, a teapot and cup, a mouser, an utrom, interchangeable hands, and pre mutation splinter. So I a mean, tiny little rat. This just, uh, if you were a fan of the turtle line, if you've been collecting the the uh, cartoon turtle line, yes, this you kind of need almost this one. A, a must have, I would think. Yeah, is a really good looking yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. But uh, sticking with NECA, we're jumping franchises here, though. Uh, the next one for uh, Puppet Master is on the way. Oh boy. 
Oh, I saw these. I saw yeah. these, and I'm like, eh, it means nothing to me, but I'm sure. If you're a fan of the old uh, Puppet Master films, you're you're probably waiting for this one because they've already released uh, oh, Blade and Pinhead. Right. So now you get Six Shooter and Jester. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, they both stand approximately 4.25 inches tall, and they're pretty faithful to their movie uh, movie uh, looks. Four and a quarter inches, but that they are in the scale seven inch scale. Yes. Okay. Um, they each come with uh, accessories themed to their appearances. Like Jester's got his multiple spinning faces. Sure. Uh, six shooter. He's got a bunch of different hand positions. Um, and they come in a window box that replicates Andre Toulon's puppet case. Oh, cool. Very cool. Apparently they're shipping in December. So <laughs> keep your eyes out for them. <laughs> Paul on Facebook says, looks like a human centipede. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's something else. Oh Yeah. Completely. But uh, now we're going to jump uh, franchises and companies here. Oh, sure. Uh, Super 7 has announced that uh, Rita Repulsa is getting her new Vile Violet version. I saw uh, I saw a NECA, not a NECA, a Super 7 thing today as well. Um, and I'm pretty sure it was bulk. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Skull can't be far behind then. The big guy's bulk, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So then I got it right. Pretty sure they're doing an Ultimates bulk. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, this one here, though. Vile Violet. Yeah. So she's all purpled out. Um, inspired by vintage merchandise and the Power yeah. Rangers stage show. So this is not her traditional. No, normally she's in like a brown type dress. Oh, yeah. That's right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's got soft goods, uh, robe and chest armor and more. So you can pre-order this one now at Hasbro Pulse. I'm putting it nicely. Yeah. Chest armor. Well, it's the Madonna chest <laughs> Madonna. Armor. <laughs> this next one might be up your alley. Oh, sure. Uh, inspired by the original G1 collectible, it is uh, Kickback. The Insecticon. I've, so they've been doing this for a while now. Now, these, uh, these they're reissues. So first, yeah. and I didn't notice that, know that right away. But what we're looking at is it is a, a G1 mold reissued in a cartoon deco and in a new cartoon inspired box um inspired all, by transformers yeah, the movie the 86 yeah the the one movie that really counts yeah <laughs> i'm sorry they, they all count but the one that uh, means something to me yes so i have a reissue set of insecticons that are like straight up g1 reissues nice this this doesn't appeal to me I'm a toy, and I've said this before. I collect toys. I don't collect packaging. I totally understand people who do, and I can see the value in that, but this is not for me. Fair enough. Um, but it's cool. It's cool nonetheless. I'm still looking for my uh, uh, Legacy Evolution Shrapnel to complete my deluxe size Insecticons, if anybody out there knows where I can get one. But uh, this one does not. Uh, Fair enough. This kickback does not uh, appeal but to me. It is available now exclusively at Walmart. Walmart. Uh, with limited quantities available on Hasbro Pulse. Still waiting for that new Optimus Prime, that uh, that G1 Optimus Prime that's getting all the modern articulation. Hmm. Uh, just saw that they're doing uh, a full version with a trailer, or you can just get the cab. Hmm. The one time where I would buy an Optimus Prime for just the cab, that would be it. Because I don't think they're going to do anything special with the trailer. But. Uh, next up, coming out of uh, Hasbro still. Sure. Uh, Marvel Legends. We get the next wave of the Infinity Saga. I saw this and I'm like, okay, how many of these bodies are straight up 
read like uh, they're just apparently redos. the majority of them are they're all redos redos i'm looking repaints, at i'm looking but... at that black widow going i have that exact figure yeah like i'm sure i mean i can't I'm, she's on the shelf behind me yeah um but we do get uh, iron man uh, in his mark 46 uh isn't that the mark two uh yes that is the mark two that's the here. mark two right Sorry. yeah uh, that's the mark two uh yeah. that is also next to him captain america uh i'm thinking from his uh that's from winter soldier era this is from uh um yeah this is um the winter soldier but it's got that up it's got the better uh, uh um chris evans yeah. portrait because i i mean i have this figure as well yeah but the portrait is awful <laughs> it's awful and then uh, next up we have uh black widow and spider-man i mean if you didn't have a movie spider-man and this you wanted one, chance I mean, one yeah. yeah and you get the the unmasked head with it so that that i think of all of them that's the one that appeals to me the most hmm. we get uh war machine i've got a couple versions of him yeah and uh thor yeah and again i can't remember if this is uh two or three that's dark world thor is that dark World? oh yeah War? for sure it is with, okay. the, with the, the the oh i think it's dark world yeah don't quote me on that and then we get uh the mark 46 iron man and bruce banner the mark 46 is that the the like the death suit no i think that's like mark 50 or mark 50 something uh, okay okay but um you know what the bruce banner I like that one. I, I, that I is like my go-to that. one. I want to get that one. That. I missed yeah. out on him in the three pack originally. So, well, I don't like, like the idea. And who, who was he packed in with? Oh, I could not tell you again though. Like there's been a couple times that that's happened where it's like, Oh, I only want the one figure, but I, yeah. buy, I don't want to buy all three of them. Yeah. But again, like reissues and repaints aside, you know, if you missed out on them before, it's a good chance to go get them. Well, yeah. Without paying, you know, crazy past, prices no you just gotta you know live with the uh, current hasbro price point yeah which is almost as bad uh which what here in canada now uh depending on what you're bu- where you're buying them can be anywhere from 32.99 to 40 50. yeah i was gonna say F- 50 is that right yeah for uh, some of the toys r us figures are up in the 49 45 mark so like for a basic figure for a basic oh it's ugly well you guys like glad my everything's kind of dropped off for me lately so <laughs> but big news out of hasbro pulse oh uh they released that they're gonna do a giant man i saw this and i'm like oh um toy biz did one of these they did do this version as a but as a bath right they did yeah. uh, he was one of the toy biz ones uh but he only clocked in i think what 15 or 16 inches S- tall? 16 i think is what we we read yeah this particular fellow is going to clock in at 24 inches tall 24 inches and am i looking do i see articulated fingers you do see articulated fingers all right have i told you my the thing about articulated toes no i don't care for articulated toes i think they look <laughs> goofy especially when they're it's a pinned joint like i just nobody not even okay spider-man maybe maybe can warrant uh, a toe joint but like although it does probably work because he's a 24 inch figure it probably works better on this scale than it does on a six inch figure yeah um i guess i'm okay with it fair enough i'll let it go yeah this crowdfund project will run from september 8th to october 23rd uh so on now yep and it requires ten thousand backers to get it off the ground uh do we know where we're at right now i don't know where we're at yet 
keep going. I will look it up. If successful, it will begin shipping around fall next year. Um, it is inspired by the character's design in the comic books. It features 91 total points of articulation, including 29 points in each hand. Oh, wow. That's a lot. So a lot of uh, possibility there. Um, are the the funding goal is uh, for ten thousand? Yeah. For okay. The first level. So we are well, how many days in now? It started on the eighth. Yeah. So we're only four days four in, days. and we are currently at four thousand three hundred and eighty-four backers. So not quite half. Hmm. Um, with forty-one days to go, um, I think it'll make it. I think it's going to make it. Um. Oh, speak. Are you done with this one? No, no. Well, you, you keep going. You keep things. going because uh, I want. I'm gonna. I want to talk about the other Haslab that just wrapped up. Fair enough. Uh, this one it'll come with two alternate face plates, so you can have them like angry or happy or uh, you know indifferent. And if we get to twelve thousand backers, yeah, uh, it will unlock a zombie face plate. Oh wow, that's cool! So you will be a giant man in the Marvel Zombies universe. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then on top of that, if you get to fourteen thousand backers, they're gonna do a Secret Invasion scroll head. Uh, that's cool. So that's cool. Yeah, I believe it is two ninety nine US to uh, jump in on this one. Holy! Yeah, <sighs> that's a lot. That's um, a lot. Okay, but you know he's big. Uh, absolutely uh, people are pointing out that technically this is the third one from the toy biz line because they did that they've Sentinel. redone oh they yeah galactus Sentinel. and now they've done this does that mean they're going to do apocalypse next? i was going to say that's that's the next one right yeah i i yeah. hope they don't because apocalypse i don't remember apocalypse being that big i don't either like, i know in in the x-men 97 comic he did grow a little bit but yeah, not, yeah, yeah. like crazy big um Sticking with Hasbro Pulse for a second, with Haslab, the ghost wrapped up and it was funded fairly early. Did you see the final figures on I there? I did not. 23,000. Oh, so it got 23,000. So they opened up all tiers to so the point that they actually added uh, uh, two extra tiers. Really? Yeah, they added. Um, did they add uh, the missing figures? The, yeah, the missing crew, but it didn't. It did, and they needed 24. They wanted 25,000 to get to the, the final, final. Uh, I think it was Chopper, I think it was, and uh, they didn't get it. But fully funded and unlocked all of the tiers that were announced at launch. So uh, there you go. You know, we've we've said it before, these campaigns that like they tend to sort of they languish. Go right from the beginning. Right to the bit, end. And then they kind of, you know. Yeah, all of the, uh, all the fence. Jump. All the fence sitters, I'm going to wait until the tiers are unlocked. Mm, time is wasting, man. You might as well get in on it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, as I said, Hank and I were talking about this because Hank was going to go in on yeah. it. Um, what's interesting is, yeah, the they, uh, 23,000 or some or, or 23,000 and change doesn't actually tell us how many units no. are going because they put a five, yeah. they put a five unit yeah. limit on uh, each purchase. So, so that could be up to what, it's at least thousand. It's at least the, the number 23,000 and change yeah. could be five times as many units actually produced. So, yeah. Um, as with every HasLab, I will be interested. It'll be interesting to see what the the secondary market looks like when these things come out. Yeah, so, yeah. So I always I always get a kick out of people that are like the ones buying five of these things at you know five six. Who can buy five of them? And they're just yeah. Oh hey, I got an extra one. Who wants it? Mm. Like no. <laughs> I've always and you know my opinion. I've said this before. As somebody who's been in the business, I always say if you can afford to buy toys at full retail to resell it you're doing it wrong yeah you're, do, 
get yourself a wholesale account. <laughs> get, open up a business. Jesus. <laughs> but I think it's time I hand the console over to you, sir. What is it time again for another round of? Loading lexicon. Generating responses. Responses ready. Lexicon is the word game where you decide what's real and what is a con. Get ready. Here we go. All right, it is uh, Lexicon making its return here to the show uh, in full form this week. Um, Lexicon is the word game where we're going to give you a nonsensical word that is absolutely 100% legit. Part of the English language, we're going to give you three definitions, and uh, if you're lucky, you'll guess the right one. Um, I'm hoping though that we pull off the con. So, are you ready for this week's word? What do we got? Uh, this this week's <laughs> completely nonsensical word is fartlek. <laughs> <laughs> what? In case you didn't hear that, this week's word is fartlek. That's right, fartlek. F A R T L E K. <laughs> You heard it here, everybody. It's a fart lick. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, definition number one. A mythical creature from Scandinavian folklore resembling a forest gnome. But more gassy. <laughs> definition number two. A training system used by long distance runners where the terrain and pace are continually varied to avoid boredom and enhance physical conditioning. Or definition number three. An advanced mindfulness technique that harnesses the power of controlled breathing and meditation to achieve a heightened state of mental clarity. All right. Like fart back. <laughs> where they encourage you to let go of the gas. <laughs> Is this another one where all three are correct? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. But we're taking your guesses. It's uh, fart like. What do you guys think? Is it uh, definition number one, number two, or number three? Huh. I, I don't know. We've got uh, one guess, uh, Silver Spider coming in at uh, number one. Mythical gnome. A Side mythical creature. creature from Scandinavian folklore resembling a forest gnome. We've got one for number one. Anybody else? Anybody else? I, I would be, be happy to lock in at number one if they said something about gaseous gnome. <laughs> <laughs> Gaseous clay. <laughs> He'll box your socks off with his uh, fartlek. <laughs> All right, so uh, number one, a mythical creature from Scandinavian folklore resembling a forest gnome. Definition number two, a training system used by long-distance runners where the terrain and pace are continually varied to avoid boredom and enhance physical conditioning. And definition number three, an advanced mindfulness technique that harnesses the power of controlled breathing and meditation to achieve a heightened state of mental clarity. Andy, where are you at? I think I'll go with the gnome. We're sticking with number one. I'm going to stick with the gnome too. Two for number one. Well, I'm sorry, gentlemen, Aww. you're going to be disappointed. However, for those of you who've been playing along silently, if you said definition number two, really? Congratulations. You would be correct. A fartlek is in fact, a training system used by long distance runners where the terrain and pace are continually varied to avoid boredom and enhance conditioning. Hmm. Interesting. It's great for, uh, um, and this is, this is something that, uh, a lot of people who are into fitness will tell you to do vary your, your workouts. 
um, so that your muscles do not become accustomed to doing the same thing over and over and over and over. Hmm. Keeps a uh, muscle confusion is the, the term. Muscle confusion. Absolutely. So there you go. That's been this week's, uh, <laughs> this week's uh, edition of Lexicon. Looks like uh, that's one for Wes this week. That is one for Wes this week. Fartlek. Fartlek. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so uh, over to the wrestling world this week. Oh boy. This, this one's been going back and forth and back and forth. Is uh, this the oh, CM Punk was fired from AEW. Oh, right. You did tell me this. Yeah. Um, he was fired after a backstage altercation at uh, the All In pay per view over at Wembley Stadium in the UK, uh, where he got into it with uh, another wrestler, Jack Perry, son of Luke Perry. Um, hmm. But this is not the first time he's got into some backstage stuff because sure, he had sure. done it like one year prior. Yeah at the all in pay-per-view with a bunch of other wrestlers. Really? Yeah. Um, is this a case of just should have kept his mouth shut? Maybe, but at the same time, uh, they're saying that they did give him a lot of, uh, like creative control and whatnot. Like they even oh. crafted the show collision around him. Okay. Splitting the roster. Um, but, uh, Tony Khan, he was out there and he made his statement, uh, saying, you know, he'd never feared for his life before. Oh, but again, speculation. There's even just part of the act. It might be because there's rumors swirling that this might just be one giant swerve. The whole like, thing is a big publicity thing. Maybe. Does that. So let me just let me go around that for a second, because does that really. Does that jive with like, because like the UFC just bought the WWE and so like, yeah. like. Vince's run as the chairman is about to end. Like what? Yeah, I is, think it today yeah, it ended yesterday, today or yesterday, yesterday, no Monday night raw was control. his last. Yeah. In control. Is this the kind of thing that you would do as a storyline in the midst of a huge company shakeup? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Don't know. But, uh, as it is right now, he has been released from the company. Um, the other guy involved, Jack Perry has been suspended indefinitely. Oh, and we're just basically in a waiting game to see what happens. Okay. Uh, following this one on, on some of the sports sites and whatnot, uh, it was actually pretty funny because I think it was sports illustrated had basically said, we're waiting for CM Punk's first, you know, word after yep. this. Yep. And we're expecting him to just, you know, go off and drop pipe bombs and everything. And that got picked up as like verbatim. They're like, Oh yeah. CM Punk to issue explosive comments. It's like no, 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 no. Somebody speculated that he has. I'm, I'm glad we're yet. using the term "pipe bomb" in in reference to somebody's comments and not an actual bombing. <laughs> well, that's been his thing for uh, years, right? Uh, back in WWE, he dropped a literal verbal pipe bomb, a verbal pipe bomb, okay, on, on live TV, and uh, it's kind of been his gimmick since. Was that a f bomb? No, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. He was just... talking about backstage politics and how he wanted ice cream bar. Oh. Back. Remember WWF art ice cream bars? No, no. When oh, was that? Back in the eighties, you go to the wrestling show and you can get ice cream bars with your favorite wrestler on. Branded. I did not. Yeah. No, I did not. He's like, that. we want ice cream bars, but that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, but uh, Tony Khan, uh, he had said, that never in all my time have I ever felt until last Sunday that my security, my safety, my life was in danger at a wrestling show. I don't think anybody should feel that way at work. I don't think the people I work with should feel that way. And I had to make a very difficult choice. Man. Um, 
Sounds like he never would have survived the territory days. No, I don't believe he would because a couple <laughs> other people have said, really, you're, you're bitching about that. Like I got run over by so-and-so and I walked it off. Uh, we all saw the bruiser Brody episode of yep. dark side of the ring. Yep. Shiv. <laughs> never yeah, had so, a gun uh, pulled, shoved in your face. I'll look at Roddy Piper. He was stabbed three times. That's what I mean. A bruiser Brody was murdered in Puerto Rico by another wrestler and the guy got away with it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we'll see how this develops because, uh, but he's right. He, uh, like, all kidding aside, he's right. Yeah, you should not have to work in an environment. No, if there's a legitimate, like, actual happen, yeah, but it's it's a work, you know, it'd be a first for the company. Yeah, but we'll see. Now to another production. Okay. Uh, the Winchester's crew member or a crew member from the Winchesters uh, is suing Warner brothers and Jensen Ackles over a lightning strike. Come again. Uh, Apparently they are facing charges because of alleged mishandling of adverse weather conditions on set. (laughs) I'm sorry. We're blaming the weather on a production. We are. Uh, We're we're blaming the production for not taking note of the weather. Oh, for not being proactive about it? Yeah. Well, that, and, that and does kind of he, he does have a reason here. Uh, first assistant camera operator Brian DeLorenzo claims he was struck by lightning because filming had been instructed to continue despite the dangerous weather conditions. So he is seeking compensation for physical injuries, pain, emotional distress, and other related issues. You know, I can remember in high school playing high school football and having high school football practices and games canceled because of weather yeah because of lightning and you would think like a big hollywood production would know shut it down so he's jensen ackles is named in the suit he is is he a producer on the show i believe he is yes it's not coming back for a second season it got canceled but they're actively trying to you know get a second season but that's a tough spot to be in yeah but uh i guess it's an ongoing lawsuit which adds troubles to what the Winchesters is currently facing. Uh, it got canceled by the CW, despite the makers wanting to, you know, expand the universe for at least four more seasons. Oh, wow. Uh, Jensen Ackles has started a social media campaign, hashtag save the Winchesters. Um, and they are trying to hunt for a new network. But again, this is all during the whole strike thing. That's so. a tough one to sell when nobody's doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. Winchester season one is available now to stream on max. I so. didn't watch supernatural and I did. did you? I did. And you're obviously you got through it. Uh, damn right. I did. And the Winchesters. Uh, I, I kind of fell off, but only because of the stupid mid season breaks. Okay. Because I did not know when it was coming back. And now is this about the parents? It is. It is the origin story of the parents, of how they the got parents. together, how they were fighting monsters. And then, and didn't, so I, I mean, I'm aware of supernatural cause like my kids liked it. Yeah. But didn't they make the, wasn't Jeffrey Dean Morgan, the dad, the dad. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That guy does not look like a young Jeffrey Dean Morgan. No, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Suspend disbelief. And it, it was pretty good from what I saw, but again, I couldn't uh, keep up with the okay. schedule after All right. fact. And yep. Yep. Now it's been canceled. So uh, next up, we got a new shirt alert. 
For us? For us. All right. Hey, mister, you got any spongy licks? You got any of them spongy licks? Yeah, this one's spinning out of our Lexicon <laughs> Word game. And you can now pick up this latest design at the merch shop. Uh, what's the next one? I think we were discussing best, uh, best episode, episode ever. ever. Yeah. <laughs> Might be the new one. But I figured out. this one fit. It's uh, based on a scene out of the movie UHF. Oh, yeah. So, uh, hey, mister, you got some change? No. Hey, mister, you got some spongy licks. Uh, that's great. Uh, that's awesome uh currently no sales on over at uh our merch shop is uh hosted on t public by the way so uh for those of you living on the north side of the the 49th parallel um shipping can be a little bit of a whoo but when they go on sale um if you're ordering a lot it can be uh, kind of worth it that's how mm. that's how i do it i wait till it goes on sale yeah but and check back often because um andy you'll often you'll I'm you'll spot keep up and you'll spot the sales long before i do yeah, and they try and uh, post them online on the socials and whatnot. So, of course, if you're uh, in the U.S., uh, shipping is a, a much different story, and uh, it's much more affordable. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, a uh, great way to help uh, support the show and to uh, um, help us support some cool on what we do. In the, yeah, in the process, absolutely. This one I kind of laughed at. Uh, did you know that a Barbenheimer movie is actually in development? Somebody. Is this okay? Wait, now is that an actual? That is an actual poster. Okay, because when I read that, I mean, certainly this is not endorsed by Mattel in any God, way. No. D cup, a bomb. Yep. Is this a is this a porn parody? Uh, no, it is a uh, full moon productions. It's not a porn parody. No. It. I mean, it reads like it could be. It could, very well could be. There could be a whole lot of nudity considering the company doing it because uh, full moon streaming is full responsible moon. for others like. Uh, the puppet master series okay um evil bong <laughs> the gingerbread man <laughs> and trancers oh boy okay but uh it uh it has it's official back in july you know they opened and the whole barbenheimer thing the, yeah happened. the double feature yeah and this spoof movie got announced and uh on joe blow's website the official synopsis reads deep within dollsville a group of fed up female dolls led by the brilliant dr barbenheimer build an atomic bomb nice their mission to bring down the patriarchy once and for all but as the battle of the sexes swells will barbenheimer and her bevy of beauties end up blowing up more than they bargained for okay all right i mean uh you know there's a market for everything yeah i suppose that includes this yeah they say it's comedy drama action and armageddon to erupt in <laughs> full moon's latest freaked out fantasy film nice yeah so you know it's a b-movie company it's helmed by b-movie legends so it's yeah, going to be yeah, cheesy. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Okay. I'm. It's funny. If I didn't know that, and if you didn't tell me that, I looking at that poster, I'm like, that's a porn parody. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Maybe. The amount of sex and whatnot that goes into some of their other ones, you know, it probably uh, right up. I there. wouldn't hold my, I, I wouldn't hold your breath that we don't see something like that yeah. later on down the road anyway. Yeah. But uh, it is set to drop on Amazon Prime Video and Full Moon Streaming Service, fullmoonfeatures.com, at okay. the end of 2023. So cool, cool. it's going to rush through development and yeah, quite possibly not be supported by the Screen Actors Guild. <laughs> uh, next up, we have uh, There Will Be No Second Gollum Game. I heard this. Apparently, the studio is uh, just said, nope. Yeah, they... Uh, the studio Dedelic was developing another Lord of the Rings game, but it's been canceled. Yeah. Uh, the German developer behind Lord of the Rings Gollum is undergoing many changes after poor reception for the game earlier this year. Uh, I have not seen this game, so I've seen just trailers. It looks good. 
Trail- I, I'd play it if I had the system, but trailers for anything can be, well, they can be a lot of things. Yeah. Misleading can be one of them. Yeah. But uh, going forward, they will not be making games anymore. They are literally that, going yeah. to be just publishing them. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to, we're not going to be a, a game developer. No, they're just going to publish games. Uh, and yeah. I guess they have eight promising releases set for this year, but okay. uh, no word on what they are yet. Um, there's no word yet uh, when it will be discontinued for online whatnots, but uh, you know, at some point it will, it'll get delisted from all of the, uh, yeah. the services. Yeah. They said uh, it's a difficult break, but also a new beginning in the already long history of Daedalic entertainment. And it was founded in 2007 and known for point and click titles like the Deponia series, which I've never played again. Uh, I'm not familiar with that either. Yeah. But, uh, while its next game has been canceled, the handful of upcoming titles in the works uh, include an untitled game from Weta, uh, Lord of the Rings Return to Moria, and a Lord of the Rings MMO from Amazon. That's interesting. Amazon getting into the gaming space. Yeah, might as well. Have they have they done any other games that you know of? I don't know, but aren't they the ones that are kind of backing the God of War game? Uh, or they? the God of War movie, I should say. I thought so. They're definitely so they're dipping their toes in. That they're world. definitely got their, they've got their own Lord of the Rings, the Rings yeah. of Power series. So yeah. they are definitely involved with the, the Tolkien estate. Yep. Uh, the director of John Wick, he has offered up a, Oh, Chad Stahelski on uh, chapter five. I think I read this the other day. Yeah, I did read that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John Wick five. Fuck yeah. Yeah. He had uh, said, yeah, Keanu and I have talked and Keanu, if you ask him right now, would you do John Wick five? He'd be fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Then he'd look and go, well, what is it? (laughs) And uh, the director says he has no idea, but uh, that's it. They're still going to go for it. Yeah. There was some talk about if, if it's the right story and Keanu has said right from the beginning that he was never opposed to a fifth one, No, but Chad would have to be involved. Yeah. So what that story is going to be. Don't know yet, but. You know, it looks like everybody's game to play. So I did finally see the fourth one. And I have yet to see. The oh, it's good. One. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Nice. It's totally good. It's totally worth watching. Yeah, But uh, they do say until the story is there, it isn't. Well, and, and there you go. You know, it's real on something we're trying to figure out, but we haven't settled on that. What the movie looks like or how it feels. Yeah. Yet. What it's going to be. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. So, but that's fair. It, that's a good sign for going forward. Yeah. 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 Especially when you have like your top talent being ready to go yeah i mean there's there comes a time unless you're uh uh, liam neeson where like action movies can't i know eventually i will find you (laughs) eventually you just won't be able to do them anymore right like so let's you know crank out as much as you can while you can exactly while it's still fun i guess yeah this next one's not so fun trigger warning here people uh, 70 show star Danny Masterson has been sentenced to 30 years in prison. Yeah, found guilty. Yep. Guilty of sexual assault. 30 years to life. Um, can't not eligible for parole for what? 20, 25, 25 and a half years. years. Yeah. So that's a good chunk. He's going to be in there. Um, I don't even know how old he is now. I, I, I think he's roughly our age. 40 maybe ish forties. However old Ashton Kutcher is. They're all the same age. Yeah. But he will be spending the next few decades behind bars. Yeah. Um, had been on trial for sexually assaulting two women. And one of the victims told the actor, uh, quoting here, when you raped me, you stole from me. 
That's what rape is, a theft of the spirit. You are pathetic, disturbed, and completely violent. The world is better off with you in prison. What's interesting is that over the last couple of days is that uh, quite a few castmates from that 70s show had been have been making statements or had given sort of, uh, you know, I statements guess, about his character. Yeah, like letters about character or something that they delivered to the judge. Yeah. Were never supposed to be made public, but I guess are now. Apparently Topher Grace was not one of them. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But I guess this is the second trial for Masterson. Yeah, the first uh, one ended with what a, uh, with a hung jury, jury. they call it. But uh, this time, the judge felt very confident in the jury's decision and told him, Mr. Masterson, I know that you're sitting here steadfast in your claims of innocence and thus no doubt feel victimized by a justice system that has failed you. But Mr. Masterson, you are not the victim here. Your actions 20 years ago took away another person's voice and choice. One way or another, you will have to come to terms with your prior actions and their consequences. Yeah. yeah and I right. guess he didn't. He just sat there emotionless, not saying a word. Yeah, did not he speak. waived his right to, yeah. to talk. And they figure that uh, his defense team will probably appeal the sentence. But it only seems like, I mean. If he did it, just go to jail. Go away. You know, I always say, like, uh, some if you did it, uh, people who, who are, are guilty generally you don't pay off somebody if you if no. you if you're innocent but i do i expect that he probably will why wouldn't you yeah. of course you're going to appeal it yeah. did he do up. it i don't know the under the eyes of the law he did yeah and so. in the law or the eyes of the people that uh, he victimized absolutely so uh moving on here uh have you ever heard of compressor head only because you sent me some stuff this week and it kind of and i watched it and i i read the article and i thought mm, that's pretty cool it's right up there with that uh that ai thing we were yeah, talking about except it's not quite ai no but, but it's uh, cool nonetheless i love this line from this article it says uh, step aside metallica slipknot megadeth and iron maiden the age of lightweight meat bags playing metal is over make way for compressor head yeah uh, this band of uh, robots assembled from spare parts and abandoned machines, uh, and it's fronted by a 350 kilogram robot rocker uh, named 350 megawatson kilograms. Yes. Uh, there's a video that's gone viral of this band playing Ace of Spades. It's dedicated to Lemmy, and uh, it's not bad. You know, it's funny. You, you, we talk about, you know, having, having no soul, right? And yet superficially and i'm not a musician so my ears don't hear the same way that a musician's does but when i listen to this and i watch the video i'm like that sounds like a very capable band to me yeah um now the lead singer is the lead singer is still a human singing that's right it's, the robot. it's a human recording yeah piped through and i <laughs> i think when you sent me this i watched it and what did i send back to you coming to a chuck e cheese near you yeah <laughs> compressor head i would go see them <laughs> i would too i think it's cool but it like they are animatronics so it's all pre-programmed and whatnot it's not ai yeah but the robots are actually playing the instruments yeah. which i think that's really cool yeah uh the uh, lead singer Mega Watson, he's backed by the four-armed, two-legged drummer Stick Boy, uh, and Dextro, the 78-fingered guitarist. 78-fingered. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the more humanoid bass player Bones, who has two legs, two arms, and articulated fingers. Yeah. And uh, Helga Tarr, the rhythm guitarist, which is the only fembot in the whole lineup. 
cool. But uh, yeah, they they run on compressed air, like hence compressor. Yeah, compressor head. But uh, wasn't there know. a there was a there's a like a player piano part of this as well? I think I, I don't know for sure. I thought I read something about there's a player piano bit that's yeah. also part of it. But it's cool. Yeah, it, it's a as an art thing. Yes, like clearly the person who made this probably has some sort of engineering mechanical background. Yeah. But this is clearly an art thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the band is the brainchild of two Berlin-based artists, Frank Barnes oh, there you go. and art. Marcus Kolb. And along the way, they linked up with Stock Plume, uh, an electronics well, engineer. And there's the other and part Niall of it. Van Dorsen, an engineer based in Sydney. And uh, in 2013, Barnes invited Canadian musician John Wright from... Uh, what is that? No, no. Mean no, no, no means no. No means no. And, and the, the Hanson brothers. brothers. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, to become the musical director of the group. Uh, but like the videos out there, there's a whole bunch of different videos you can go check out. Um, they're all powered by compressed air. And, uh, you know, MIDI files are set in them so they know where to hit what. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. There's the thing. It says uh, it rolls much like a uh, self-playing piano would roll. Oh, right, right. But, uh, you know, it was it began in uh, 2007 when Frank Barnes built Stick Boy, but then uh, in the 90s, as a member of a punk band, uh, he had moved to Berlin. Oh, wow. And with the fall of the Soviet Union, East and West reunited, and then a whole bunch of stuff happened. Um, but, like, equipment became available. Oh, yeah. So, it would, it would yeah. Or parts if you will funny that it's 2007 they started yeah and we're only hearing about it just now yeah oh yeah. i am anyway I yeah me too um but yeah they have an hour-long concert and they perform it around the world that's cool uh but uh they're saying you know get mega watson to sing for himself but do we really want him to i don't know <laughs> well that falls in with that uh that ai thing i just heard it it, i heard on the radio today there's an AI pop artist that they got a contract, got a record contract, and yeah. that just makes me go, "What?" Yep. But if you want to go check out the video, we do link to it in the show notes, and you should give it a watch because it's pretty good. If you like Motorhead, I actually think that it's a pretty good version of the vocals are actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. it might even be more comprehensible than Lemmy and Lemmy's version. <laughs> yeah. Sticking with music here, uh, Puff Daddy or P Diddy or Sean Combs, whatever you want to call him. That guy uh, has turned down nine figures and he's given back bad boy artists publishing rights. Um, in a so bold that's, move, that's hundreds yeah. of millions, hundreds of millions, hundreds of, of millions. Yeah. Um, to return publishing rights back to the artists. Yep. Mm, that's fantastic. Yeah. So I guess the first one uh, was uh, Cameron and he took to social media that uh, yeah. Mace had finally sealed the deal with puff daddy to secure yeah. his own catalog for himself that's great and sounds like it was a long time coming but uh mace is not the only one getting it like uh faith evans is getting it the locks 112 the estate of the notorious big oh wow are all getting their rights back that's awesome and uh he's hooking up the writers as well oh really so, you know he, he's cutting in everybody that basically got him there yeah yeah and uh he's seeing this as a noble move. Yep. And he's, uh, yeah, like they say he's sacrificed quite a bit of money, but uh, I mean, hundreds of millions. Yeah. Okay. I will because forego I that. Yes. He has been approached for 
the entire portfolio and uh, of like course, by other yeah. companies but sure, he turned sure. it down and chose to go this route instead um his rationale boils down to wanting to revolutionize the industry and empower artists and to switch up the dynamic which has been a certain way for a long time and he's hoping to enrich others in his community great i i think it's a wonderful move yeah so whether or not it works, I'm hoping it will. Maybe it'll start a whole new phase yeah. of uh, look everything. at artists who struggle and struggle, you know, yeah. uh, early on in their career. And they take, you know, the first shittiest deal that comes along 20 years later, they're trying, they can't, they can't even access their own stuff. They got to Taylor Swift it and re-record yeah. all of their own music. And that's awful. Yeah. But, but uh, this, this is cool. I, I, I think that's a great, I think that's a great move. Yeah. And then we're dipping back into uh, not great territory. Uh-oh. Uh, apparently a report came out that uh, Jimmy Fallon has a toxic oh, I saw workplace. This. I saw this earlier this week. Yeah. So a group of showrunners behind the show are accused of creating and perpetuating a toxic workplace. I mean, look at the sideways look on that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that that's conclusive or anything. Yeah. But I'm not not. But uh, Jimmy Fallon, best known for being the host of The Late Night with Jimmy Fallon through 2009 to 2014 before taking over for Jay Leno on The Tonight Show. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's at that time when he took over, when he kind of switched up a bit. Um, people were saying that uh, in addition to, uh, or is it here? The report includes allegations from 16 employees on The Tonight Show. Only. Uh, two of whom are still working there. Uh, in addition to describing erratic behavior and outbursts from Fallon, uh, the various showrunners on the series have been accused of perpetuating the toxic environment created by him. Is this the Lizzo thing again? Where like, is he so far removed from it? Like it's like his name is on the show, right? Yeah. Is it him personally, or is it somebody on the staff that th ultimately reports to him? I think it's a bit of both. Yeah, because uh, they say the descriptions of the grim environment on set include the star either having good Jimmy days or bad Jimmy. Oh, days. Oh, OK. With some even worrying that he might be drunk on set. That's not cool. No, that's not cool. But, at all. Uh, some uh, point uh, that they have, you know, it's affected them negatively with their mental health. And some have referred to dressing rooms as crying rooms. Oh, come on. Where they will go and, you know, purge out the built up tension. But uh, apparently it allegedly began when he made the transition from late night to the tonight show. So we're talking like a decade ago. Yeah. Okay. And I guess there's been like a revolving door of showrunners that are unable or unwilling to help unable or unwilling. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, that sounds about right in any industry. You know? Yeah. But these claims come out and it's, they're saying, you know, it's the same as what happened with the Ellen DeGeneres thing in 2020. Oh, right. But Here's the update on this. Uh, Jimmy Fallon did come out and apologize. So wait, when did that happen? Is this in the last day or so? A couple of days ago. Okay. I missed this part. Yeah. He, he apologized to the entire tonight show staff uh, via a zoom meeting. Uh, and basically, you know, saying uh, I didn't realize I was doing this and I apologize. Uh, and. Uh, didn't realize. Yeah. He, he it, said, uh, didn't this... intend to create that type of atmosphere for the show. Yeah. Does this come across as damage control to you, or do you think there's sincerity think in this? So yeah, but the people that were in the meeting say, you know, he did feel a little bit sincere in this. I'm a big fan of like 
people, a lot of people often are unaware of certain behaviors until somebody makes them aware of it. Like maybe it was a common thing for him and he just genuinely was not aware. If you're afraid of your boss, are you going to say, Hey boss, you're out of line. If it's going to get you fired. right? I mean, is that not sort of the Hollywood thing though? Like nobody will stand up because yeah. you know, they could be replaced. Maybe that's sort of what's perpetuating it. I mean, you know, and if the, if the thing ain't broken, don't fix it. Right. So being at the top like that and you don't, you don't, you're not aware of it. You don't see it. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe you sincere. I hope so. Anyway, according to two employees that were in on the meeting, he said, uh, it is embarrassing and I feel so bad. Sorry if I embarrassed you and your family and friends, I feel so bad. I can't even tell you, I want the show to be fun. It should be inclusive to everybody. It should be the best show. Yeah. So whether or not he realizes what he was doing, who knows? Well, we shall see in the weeks to come. I'm sure. Yeah. Speaking of, we don't have a Lizzo update. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Haven't really heard anything on that front though. I haven't seen anything of you. So maybe they're, you know, paying off people and hitting (laughs) others. But we do have an update here. We got the full trailer for the Apple TV series Monarch Legacy of Monsters. You know, all the people that said that, you know, they were going to just subscribe to Disney Plus for the Mandalorian. Yep. I might need to get an Apple TV Plus. Maybe. This This looks looks really good. Uh, We get some scenes with both generations of the Russells. And uh, we get a shot of John Goodman in there as well, reprising his role from uh, Skull Island. I like John Goodman. so. And I'm, I'm interested. They, they've been trying universal, right? It's universal. I believe so. Universal has been trying to do something with the, with the whole monster thing for a while now. Yeah. The monster verse, um, whether that, no, that's what the, uh, oh, that's what the horror monsters, but this whole Kong Same Godzilla idea. thing, yeah. this building, this, this bigger world. I don't know if it's come across in the films is, is nicely as they've wanted it to no so i'm interested in this as a gap filler like i want to know more about this world yeah, i like, I this like whole it. thing of monarch which has been around since yeah the first yeah, one, yeah. Right? we got the whole monarch by map at the beginning of uh, skull island so yeah, yeah i want to know more yeah and the whole trailer it caps off with a great monster shot of godzilla uh yeah and uh it's awesome i was there was more godzilla in that trailer than i was expecting mm. um a lot more to be honest uh, we did link to the trailer in the show notes if you want to go give it a watch. Um, but yeah, it's uh, looking pretty good. This is going to be another one, though. Like, you know, save your your kaiju shots. Yeah, um, for it. Right, because this is a gonna this be is a enough story. to hook. Yeah, this will be a story about, you know, the human. The it's human about element. monarch. So it's going to be the, the human element. Yeah. So like an, there's another shot in the trailer where it's like a blurry old video piece of footage and you see just the, like the spikes going along the water edge. Oh yeah. 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 So yeah, I quite like that. Sad news for uh Friday, the 13th, the game, it is being delisted and shut down. Uh, wait, Oh, is it, how old is this game? Uh, I don't recall Friday, the 13th, the game. Yeah. All right. Uh, it will be playable at least until the end of 2024 but it will no longer be available for purchase digitally or physically after December 31st, 2023. Um, Publisher gun media's license expires on December 31st. So there's no plans to renew it. So this game uh, was released in 2017. So it's been out a while. It's been out for a while, but uh, I own it. I haven't played it yet. So I better get on it. Um, 
What system are you playing on? Switch. Well, you'll still be able to play it. Oh, how much of the downloadable content is gone, though? But if you download it, do you not retain it? I don't know. Uh, it says also, likewise, the downloadable content pack will be available for a dollar. So they're leaving that up. Yeah. That's interesting. So if you already own the game, you'll be able to get the DLC. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. That's what okay. I did with Starfield. Yeah. I didn't buy Starfield, but I bought the, I brought the premium content pack because I have game pass and nice. it was on game pass. So there you go. If they delist Starfield, I still have the, <laughs> I still have the premium content. Yeah. But what happens when you got to go to a new system? <laughs> there'll be something else I want to play by then. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Like you said, it launched on uh, PS4, yeah. Xbox and PC in 2017, 2017 yeah. and came to switch in 2019. So yeah. there is a new Friday, the 13th game in development though. And it will feature music from horror composer, Harry Manfredini. That's cool. But it's in development with a different studio and uh, completely unrelated to this one. All right. Uh, we are getting close to the end, though. So if uh, anybody wants to call in and talk, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Now's a good time. Probably get in that. The line's been open all night. I don't know. Final call, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I saw this. Yes. I was a little confused. I thought some of it might have been footage from the first movie. I don't know for sure, but a lot of it's new. I definitely got that, but certainly the, the image here with the uh the, the, the bioluminescent seahorse sea is new yep um is that the same trident from the last movie uh it might be did you see the thing where uh there there was some stills i don't know if you have it in, in the ones that you put in for tonight where um uh black mantis looks like he's carrying it's green hmm. it's almost like a like a kryptonite trident almost well i do have one image here in the next uh, one where it is aquaman versus black manta we knew that i think that's that's sort of been it's almost like a lightsaber battle well this is it then so that's got to be the trident that i was talking about that they're clashing with yeah um that's cool nice to see orm come back Mm -hmm. um looks like an octopus some sort of octobot i thought it was maybe oh maybe it is a robot i was thinking submersible maybe but why would an Atlantean need a submersible? Well, it does go clearly attack him in the next frame. <laughs> it grabs him quite violently. Well, there is that. Yeah. We did get shots of the, the trench in this as well. Mm-hmm. So lots of new creatures spewing out of there. And uh... is this going to be the last, the last, last of the uh, old, the old guard? I don't uh, know yeah. for sure. I, I don't know what they're doing anymore over there. And isn't this another one that sort of suffered from the, you know, being changed over the, the shakeup at WB? Maybe. I think this one also suffered from the whole Johnny Depp, Amber Heard thing. Well. Or Amber Turd, as it were. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, are you going to go see it? Oh, probably. Are you going to wait for it? Are you going to actually? I'll feed her this one. I, I think this one's due for a big screen. We went to the to the first one, and I I, I liked it. Um, it wasn't the best movie, but I liked it. Yeah, it was still fun. Um, See if he's uh, still playing Aqua Bro, or if he's going to be more Aquaman. Yeah. More Arthur. Yeah. Less uh, Jason. <laughs> so James Wan is directing this one. Yep. Uh, that's right. Jason Momoa is back as uh, Aquaman. 
along with Patrick Wilson, Amber Heard, uh, Yaha Abdul Mateen, too. Oh, and, uh, uh, that's our Morpheus from uh, The Matrix. Yeah, uh, he, he's back as Black Manta. Yeah. And Nicole Kidman. So mom's coming back as well. Uh, we did see her in this trailer, too. Yeah. But, uh, the synopsis says they're uh, having failed to defeat Aquaman the first time. Black Manta, still driven by the need to avenge his father's death, will stop at nothing to take Aquaman down once and for all. I mean, that is a very, uh, you know, typical comic book. Yeah. You know, hero arch nemesis. Yeah. And in this technically, you know, he was defeated the first time, but now he's coming back again. So it's not like, you know, your, your other movies where you're a one and done villain, they end up dead. There, there was a, a still, and I don't, there was a still I saw the other day and I don't know if it's a lighting effect, but Manta's suit looked like it was a different color. It didn't mm-hmm. look like the traditional all black suit. Hmm. So I'm, I'm curious to know, is he going to go through an evolution of suits? Maybe, you know, well, a, a lot of the colors in this trailer are like super vibrant too, right? Yeah. So it could just be like a lighting thing catching him, but. Well, I think that was the one thing that we all kind of like, you know, going from the the Snyder movies to Aquaman. We yeah. Finally got color. The, the traditional, you know, goal. Or, Cause he's super color. sparkly. Yeah. Orange and green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very sparkly in this one. Yeah. But uh, I dig it. Yeah. This one's in theaters. Uh, was it December 10th, I think. Well, just before Christmas. Yeah. And we've also linked to the trailer in the show notes if you want to go have a look. Excellent. This next one's a bit expensive. Uh, the long lost Star Wars X-Wing model is up for auction and the starting price $400,000. So we should probably uh, quantify what this actually is for people who don't know. This is a... Uh, this is the long lost model of an shooting. X-Wing fighter. Yes, shooting this is one of the hero versions. Yeah, yeah. Um, used in uh, filming the final battle for episode four, New Hope. Um, this one here, they've identified it because it has the uh, single red stripe, yep. identifying it as the squadron's red leader. And it is part of a collection that belonged to the late Greg Jean, uh, Oscar and Emmy nominated miniature maker known for his work on Star Trek and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Now, this one's going to be auctioned off October 14th and 15th. And it was long known as the missing X-Wing, but it was discovered by a team of visual expect visual effects experts, yeah. uh, including Gene Kaczynski from uh, Face Off and Flight of the Phoenix, as they help Gene's family sift through his collection. Um, That's cool. This model has not been displayed or modified since it left Industrial Light and Magic. And he, wow. he's quoted as saying, for those of us that grew up in the 70s and 80s, yeah, uh, and those of us that worked in visual effects, this model is as significant a find as the ruby red slippers or the multi. Well, Falcon. yeah, I mean it. It really is. Yeah, uh, this is a one twenty fourth scale. One twenty fourth scale. So, uh, for all you action figure guys out there, that's roughly the scale of the vintage mask uh, toys. One twenty four. Model makers. One twenty four scale is common uh, uh, car scale. Yeah. Yeah. But this is one of four hero bottles built for filming close-ups in key moments. Yeah. Um, there were several pyro models that were also built, uh, again, to be blown up and whatnot. But uh, these ones, uh, they're more intricate painting. They've got the S-foils that spread for attack position. Yeah. And a miniature pilot, as well as internal wiring to power the lights inside the ship. Mm, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, they were designed by the Oscar-winning team at Industrial Light and Magic, according to specifications from George Lucas. 
who wanted to create distinct shapes for the climactic battle scene so the audience could distinguish between the Rebel Alliance the heroes and, and the bad guys. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, uh, the uh, guy who founded though told the Hollywood Reporter that it's not clear how Gene came into the possession of this model, uh, speculating he might have obtained it in trades or something later on. Sure, you sure. Know, back then in the 70s, he was working on Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Right. And if they were all like in the same area, you know, I'll trade you this for this. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on with this thing over here? Nothing. Okay. Can I have this? Yeah. yeah you guys sure. done with that? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'll take that. You take this one. <laughs> That's awesome. So it's been basically sitting in his collection ever since. And well, so we've, we've covered this. I got to look it up now. I don't remember. Um, we did a video on the most, uh, the most expensive Star most Wars, expensive props. Star Wars props. And it was, what, it was Han Solo's blaster. Um, uh, most expensive. Well, a couple lightsaber Star hilts in there as well. Wars prop. Uh, currently, right now. Oh, I can't even think of what it is now. R two D two. Is it the R two D two or is it the camera? There was that camera used to film the movie. Now it's mm. technically not a, a prop, but um, it is a piece of Star Wars. Oh, funny. Oh, that's us. Look Hi. at that. Hey, we're live right now. <laughs> <laughs> hang on a second <laughs> let me go see if i can find this video here because i i know we have a it's in the thumbnail it's there oh so. my gosh somewhere deep in the archives of like, is it that far away? oh there it is top uh top five most expensive here we go here we go let me just skip ahead here because there are a lot of videos there. it is the the most expensive star wars prop ever sold is an amalgamated uh, model of R2-D2 compiled from part uh, of parts from all three original films sold in 2017 for 2.76, sorry, yeah, $2,760,000. Huh. Um, we just had that. Uh, uh, now, second on that list, though. Number two. Another. Yeah, it was another shooting model. It was the uh, shooting model for. Uh, A second. It was leader. one of the. the um, the, the exploding ones was a, a red leader shooting model and it went in 2022 for 2,375,000. So if that's the pyro model, imagine what this one's going to go for. Yeah. I mean, the fact that this one's starting at 400,000 oh. is probably undervalued. Yeah. We just had a recent auction from prop store of LA where they got a hold of uh, Carrie Fisher's white princess Leia princess address. Leia dress. Haven't gotten any updates on that. Hmm. That auction ended a while ago. I tried to register for that one so that I could see the bidding. I never <laughs> did. Like, get... put down your five thousand. Yeah, I didn't card. get my registration in in time to see it. So, um, should ever be should be set up by the time the next prop store auction happens that we can follow that stuff a little more closely. But yeah, More than likely. Interesting to see where this one's going to come out. Um, we'll have to do a follow up on this one because this uh, could very easily the auction take over the top it, spot. It could. I mean, uh, an X wing model is number two presently. This one is obviously much more a higher fidelity in that one. And the condition, I mean, if these are photos of the actual prop or is the, are these out of the film? No, these are actual photos. Yeah, from so the I mean, auctions. these photos are definitely show like that's an amazing shape. Yeah. And like, it's not been displayed or anything. It's just been that nose stocked away too, too clean. <laughs> Did you try to clean that? Someone clean that up and like, no. <laughs> oh, well. Well, we're on to our last thing here. So what? Uh, it's that time again. It is. All right. He's out there in the aisles hunting for you and me. It's Andy with uh, toy hunting for Dollarama uh, from Dollarama to save you a few bucks on your, uh, on your toys. Yeah. 
So what do you got uh, this week? This week is uh, restocked. Restocked on battle packs oh, for five bucks. It's been around for a while. They've been for a few weeks now. Sure. Uh, so if you missed your first chance, they're coming back around again. Uh, same assortment or new assortment? New assortment, I believe. Oh, that's cool. But uh, selling for five bucks. Regular retail on Amazon, twenty four ninety five. Yeah. So I mean, if you didn't get them first time around, <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't you now? Yeah. Uh, the other one is in the gaming section. It is the Trivial Pursuit Friends Edition, selling for five bucks. And if you go on Amazon, you will have to pay twenty nine ninety nine. So that's an interesting one. You know, I don't buy. When I had the the business, I I did not buy Trivial Pursuit games. I did not buy used Trivial Pursuit games because the questions are only as good as the thing is popular. True. Does Friends warrant a, a Trivial Pursuit game? Well, is it, how many seasons was it? Like eight seasons? A lot. I'd I mean, say there's were, enough there for a full game. I suppose so. I suppose. Cool. Yeah. So uh, that's uh, that's it. That's all for that's all. Whew, that was a long one tonight. We've been going for almost uh, almost two hours tonight. That's that's a long one. Mm-hmm. I want to thank everybody who uh, hung out with us tonight uh, for joining us uh, along in the show as well as uh, in the live chat. Thanks for uh, coming along. Don't forget. Tuesday nights uh, at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, for the next the new, yeah, four weeks. The next episode of Ahsoka is coming up here in uh, roughly a little more than an hour from now. Let me just put it in your minds right now. I believe we are settled. We will absolutely be doing a live watch party for the uh, season, season finale. finale. So watch our social spaces for the details on how that's going to work. Uh, you will need your own Disney Plus subscription to uh partake but we will be live watching it uh right here you can come and hang out with us and watch it at the same time and we can oodle and uh over everything that's uh, happening hopefully we won't be throwing anything at the screen at the end <laughs> i won't get up and damn it. yell at it <laughs> all right so um that being said, don't forget on Sunday nights, uh, it's the Ahsoka Fano show with uh, Andy and myself and uh, Hank, our uh, noble third, who just happens to be uh, doing adult stuff tonight. Um, and tonight's episode, by the way, rumored to be uh, 49 minutes mm-hmm. and change. That puts it in like the territory of like two episodes of any of the animated yes. stuff that we've ever covered. So. Uh, I'm super excited. This one's getting a limited theatrical release. I think so it's something I, like 10. Yeah, I believe that years. actually kicks off wherever in six minutes. Yeah. Ten, so if you were lucky. That's right, because they're get getting tickets. it an hour early. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So everybody else, keep your uh Keep your devices uh, on silent and don't look at any media outlets for the next uh, couple of hours until you've, you've seen the episode. But do come back and uh, hang out with us on Sunday night at 6 p.m. We'll be back here to uh, cover it on our Ahsoka Fano show where we deep dive on all of the uh, plot points, Easter eggs, and uh, all the greater Star Wars lore connections that we were able to find. Um, other than that, I guess we'll see you next week, guys. So for Fandom Power, my name is Wes. I'm Andy. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. Bye for now, everybody. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to Fandom Power. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be talking about another one of your favorite fandoms.